0: gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis. Welcome to truth talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faithful talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love his truth, live his truth, and spread his truth. What is up, friend? I am so excited to be back here on the podcast today with you. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more chill, so grab your favorite coffee, a blanket, whatever you're doing right now. And as you can tell by the title, today we're going to be talking about all things online ministry, more of a social media question and answer kind of episode. A while ago I asked you on Instagram over on my account at Miss Sun, if you're not following me, like what are you doing there is so much good news and all the good gospel truth, Bible studies, all the goodness over there. Anyway, I asked you over there to ask me any questions that you have about online ministry or social media. So whether or not you are interested in starting your own Instagram account, blog for the Lord, any kind of online ministry, whether you're interested in that or not, I hope that this episode provides encouragement for you or even just gives you a little bit more of a sneak peek or behind the scenes of what I do and what happens. And I'm just going to be giving you my best encouragements on a lot of these really good questions this is actually going to be a two-part episode so today's episode is going to be part one and then we're going to finish up the rest of the questions in part two there were so many good questions over there so we had to break it down into two episodes so sit back relax and let's get into the questions Okay, so the first question is a really awesome one to start out with. I got asked, what is ministry? So if you're here on the podcast or if you follow me on Instagram or anywhere like that, you have probably heard me say ministry before. My online ministry, God's online ministry, women's ministry. And so I figured this would be the best question to start out with because of all of the questions in this episode have to do with some sort of online ministry, if you will. So over the years, people have used the word ministry to describe someone giving their time, talents, and efforts, whether paid or voluntary, to help or bless others. It's mainly in a church setting. When it's done in the right way, its goal and hard intention is to build up the body of Christ. It's meant to encourage, teach, and equip fellow Christians in the truth of God's word and how he calls us to live so we can see how ministry has taken on many different forms it's really cool how ministry can be carried out in different forms such as in person like children's ministry at your church or youth group for those in high school we can also see how ministry is carried out in more contemporary spaces radio podcasts social media and more Okay, let's think about it this way too. Countless times in Paul's letters in the New Testament, he uses the word ministry to describe his work. We can see how Paul's ministry was preaching and teaching in person and through letters that he sent to different churches. And what was Paul's goal in it all? His goal was to educate and encourage mainly Gentiles, but all Christians alike, to teach them about Jesus Christ, his gospel, and spur them on to live new in their faith. So when you hear the word ministry, whether that be online like this podcast or the blog or offline, it most likely is describing a service of time, talents, and giving that serves to build up God's people. That's really the goal is to build up one another in Christ in the word. It's seriously so cool and so sweet that it can be carried out in so many ways, like even over the airwaves as we're sitting and talking right now. The next question was, when did you, meaning me, know it was time to pursue this line of work and how long did it take for God to answer? So I go into this question more in depth in my episode, The Story of This Ministry, if you want to listen to that, but... Honestly, I never started my blog website with any intentions of growing it the way that God did, of reaching so many people. Like, I am so being honest with you, friend. After God encouraged me to share more of my testimony and his faithfulness through my life, I figured it would be fun to set up a free website. Honestly, I thought only my mom, boyfriend, and grandma would read it. But it was a simple call that God evolved for his glory. You know, I can't say that this will be everyone's story, but it was what he chose for me. And what I can say, though, is that he began to plant small seeds in my life, encouraging me to find a way to share my testimony. It happened over the course of a few months, and then he really started opening doors and confirming truths for me. After that, I made the step to start a free website with, again, no intention of it being a big thing. But all I strived to do was faithfully follow him every day, holding this online space with an open hand. I mean, the truth is, God is answering things for us every day. We just need to be deeply in tune with his word and his voice. My encouragement would be to simply be faithful to follow and trust him day to day, constantly striving to walk in the spirit. So when he does have a big move for you to make, we'll be ready and in tune. One thing I will add, though, is that, like I said, I felt a call from the Lord to share my testimony. But the awesome thing as Christians is that we're all called to share his gospel in some capacity. This isn't exactly confined to social media. I mean, social media is huge right now, but it's not just confined to that. So let's just keep that in mind. The next question is, how do you write devotionals and prepare them? So if you didn't know, over on my Instagram page and blog website, I mainly share biblical devotionals, devotionals from the Bible. These devotionals are basically short or long form writings that teach principles or passages from the Bible. But the thing about devotionals is that they should always be centered around God's word and carefully studied. Writing devotionals is literally one of my favorite things, and my biggest hope in others reading them is that they would walk away with life-changing truths from God's Word and be inspired to read the Bible themselves. I'm sure if you follow me over there, you know how much I love to write. And as far as my writing and preparation process, I always start with prayer, asking God what He would like me to communicate. Next, I take the passage of scripture that I feel led to write on from the Lord and unpack it. And what I mean by unpacking it is taking notes on what's happening in the text, its implications, applications, and more. It's really important here to know how to read the Bible because we as disciples are conveying God's truth and we need to be people who rightly divide the word of truth, like 2 Timothy 2.15 says. Then I write down the information in bullet points in a Google Doc or my notes app And then from those bullet points, I start forming sentences. And then from those sentences, I start forming paragraphs and so on. You get the picture. It starts with purely the broken down concepts and then they're pieced together. I would encourage you not to worry about the wording at first, but get your ideas solidified and then work on flourishing. It can be heavy and lengthy process, but I don't think it should be any less, especially when we're handling God's word. We need to be diligent studiers, writers, and teachers, right? Next question is how to grow a business slash ministry online. What are the first steps and how can I start an Instagram account? So I'm going to lump all of these little questions in the same answer because I feel like they go really well together. So by far, I felt like this was the most common and asked question and I totally understand why. There's a lot that could be said on this topic, but let's focus on a few main things. The first and most important step is prayer and communication with God. This may sound like a cliche Christian answer, but it's truly not friend. No matter what decision or step, we need to bring everything to God. Psalm 37, one of my favorite psalms, tells us to commit our way to the Lord, meaning to entrust God with our dreams and goals. This can be challenging, but we're called to deliver them over to His hands, ask Him what He would like to do, and then be willing to follow Him in faith. I'd encourage you to spend a lot of time in prayer, seeking God if he wants you to break into any kind of online business or ministry. Anchor your heart in his word and get to know it well. Ministry is going to be based on, rooted on a foundation of scripture, so knowing it well is key. But here's the thing. The goal of every believer is to know the word well and be a good steward of it. Not to look good or quote-unquote be good at ministry, but to know God to love Him deeper, to follow Him harder, so we can see how everything really starts from there. right? I had someone ask in the question box too, I really want to start something like this but I don't know how or if it's for me. Sweet friend, just what we talked about, you will know if it's something God confirms to you and God wants you to do. When you're praying, when you're seeking Him in the word, we can be sure of any call in our lives from God by praying, reading the word, using our heavenly discernment, and speaking with others in our lives that are wise. Other first steps are deciding what platforms you'd like to be online, no matter if you're starting an online business, ministry, or faith account. Check out your options. You have platforms like Instagram, YouTube, podcasting, websites, and literally so many others. Ask yourself which ones you are most interested in and like the way they're set up. Do you like video content? Maybe YouTube is your jam. Do you like speaking but not being in front of a camera? Maybe podcasting is your jam. A no-brainer platform to start out, though, in my opinion, is Instagram. You get the best of both worlds, video and picture, with some writing looped in. Next, I'd encourage you to narrow down what you want to speak about and why. Is there a particular topic or theme that you feel especially passionate about from the Lord to share? For example, do you like sharing about relationships? Do you feel called to share Bible verse quotes? Do you feel called to share general encouragement from God's word? Do you feel called to share your lifestyle and inspire people to follow God from that? Do you feel called to share your Bible journaling or your fashion? I like to call this method the big three. Figure out three main topics that you love to share about slash you know God is calling you to. For example, mine are Christian devotionals, Bible study tips, and a little bit of lifestyle sprinkled in. When you have your top three categories, it gives you direction. This doesn't mean you can't share something random and lighthearted, but it gives you a theme and a direction. Take those three categories and branch them off into smaller ones and that will give you ideas for what to post and so on. Don't be afraid of changing your big three over time, but I can't stress enough how important it is to have your why and your big three nailed down. This will keep you focused and fuel you with ideas of what to post, how to encourage others, and how to keep going. Then start posting. Prepare well, obviously. But start posting whatever you are called to, whatever you are excited about. Start creating a welcoming environment online through your posts and showing up on stories, showing your unique personality, however awkward it may be at first. Because trust me, it is a little bit at first. Start following other people that are in the same kind of area as you or even different and seeking out genuine friendships. That in a nutshell is how to start from the beginning, but we'll get into more tips later on in the episode and part two. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the Bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com truthtalks truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp slash truth talks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The next question I thought was really important to talk about. So this person asked, would wanting publicity be a bad thing? So publicity or popularity and how to check your heart? This is a great question, like I said, and I'm so thankful it was asked. I appreciate this person's honesty because I'm sure most of us have wondered this a time or two before. This may be kind of a silly example, but let's think about it this way. There's nothing inherently bad about an apple, right? A nice, juicy, crunchy apple. I love me a good apple, (laughs) but what happens if someone takes that apple and chucks it right at someone's head? (laughs) As weird as that may sound, the same goes for this question. Popularity in itself isn't necessarily bad, but when we have the wrong intentions of our heart and act upon them selfishly, it turns ugly real quick. Let's think about Jesus though. Although he had his disciples and a large crowd of people who loved him, he wasn't considered the most popular guy, really at all. As far as the majority was concerned, he was seen as weird and strange. Some even hated him and called him a fake. Think about Paul in Galatians 1.10. He says, For am I now trying to seek the approval of man or of God? Am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Let's think of that verse and replace that word approval. Paul would be saying, For am I now trying to seek the popularity of man or of God? You see, friend, Paul's example of humility should be the one we emulate in our own lives. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be popular or have publicity, but it comes down to our heart motivations. Are we wanting to have more publicity and recognition for ourselves, for our own achievement, for people to cheer us on? Or are we seeking to amplify God and please Him and give Him more publicity? It's so hard because as hard as we try, we're human and flawed. We sin and make selfish decisions every single day. We all have to admit that we like popularity and publicity, right? I mean, it's just the truth. So we have to be so aware of the platforms online and off that God has given us. We need to actively fight that urge and check our hearts. One practical way that I check my heart and make sure that I'm in the right with God is to step back and genuinely ask myself, who am I doing this for, God or man? Who am I trying to put on display right now, God or man? We naturally want to say, oh, I'm doing it for God, But we should examine our actions more than we trust what we say. When we post something, are we obsessively lurking and watching the likes increase? Are we disappointed when we don't get as many followers as her? Are we envious when someone else who got a writing position with this account or a big partnership with the brand? In those moments, we need to stop, pray, and ask God to humble us and root that sin out of our lives. All in all, we need to pray preemptively, continually, asking the Lord to humble us and remind us who we serve, that the numbers and vanity metrics don't equal status in heaven. What matters is how obedient we are to God. We could literally do a whole episode on this topic, but I'm praying that this helps. I sure know this was convicting for me too. Let's keep our heads up and remember that we labor for the Lord and that is publicity enough. Side note is it's kind of a hard thing to grasp, but I think sometimes we have to remember that although social media is so popular right now, that everyone's journey on it looks very different. Meaning God has a different plan for every one of us and how he wants us to use our platforms online or off and he knows how many followers we're going to get. He knows what our status is going to look like, but what matters is following him faithfully and being thankful for what he's given us. The next question is how do people get engagement? This is probably the biggest question swirling around in the social media world right now. Engagement on social media is basically the amount of likes, comments, shares, saves, meaning how many people you reach and how many people get to see your stuff and interact. If someone were to say, oh Tara, you have a great engagement, that would mean they think I have a high amount of people interacting with my posts. The reason that engagement is so helpful is that with the changing Instagram algorithms, If you have good engagement, your post will be seen by more people. And the more people see it, the more they'll save and share it. And the more they save and share it, the more potential followers you will get. Engagement equals growth, essentially, in many different ways. But right now, with the current algorithm, Instagram is favoring saves. You know that little banner icon at the bottom right of each post? That's called a save or a bookmark. That's essentially a great way for Instagram to know that your content is loved by people, that it's worth showing to more people. Some are calling it a super like. It bumps your post to the top of people's feeds and shows Instagram that you have something quality because people are willing to save it. So back to the question, a great way to increase engagement on Instagram right now is to create content that is first of all genuine, but also serves and inspires and teaches your audience. The world of Instagram now is all about captions and photos that inspire and educate. When you create content like that, people want to save it. They want to repost it to their feeds and tag you. They want to share your profile. So right now, I would encourage you to focus on encouraging your people to save your posts and also reshare them to your stories. That is the biggest engagement booster. The good news is that if you have an engaged following that trusts you, no matter how big or small that is, they'll want to support you. They'll listen when you ask them to save a post, one that really encourages and inspires them. Gently encourage people in captions or stories to save your content for later inspiration or repost it and spread the good news with you. Next question is, how can I start a Christian podcast for young people and target my audience? So it was really fun to get some questions about starting a podcast too, because it's only been a few weeks of officially launching this podcast and I am seriously in love. It sounds cheesy, but I feel like podcasting was something God genuinely had for me. Anyway, back to the question. Here are a few things I would encourage you to start with. A lot of the tips I suggested from starting an Instagram account, a few questions back can be applied here too. Besides that, figure out the name of your podcast that isn't already chosen. You can figure this out by doing a quick search where you listen to podcasts. Figure out what your podcast is about, your why, and some podcast episode ideas. Then you need to choose a platform to host your podcast. A host is a paid platform that uploads your episodes and then publishes them to Apple, Spotify, whatever places that you want to share your podcast. So figure out a good editing software too, through a Google search, and then grab a microphone off of Amazon. Do a quick search for podcast microphone on Amazon or Google, and you can find some amazing ones that don't break the bank. Then start recording. You'll need software to edit your podcast unless you want to hire someone. For my Apple users, though, you can check out GarageBand, which is an app that comes on your MacBook. I'm sure Google search could also help you on this if you don't have a MacBook or you want to find something else. I know there's some nice paid versions, but GarageBand works just great. Also, my favorite business mentor, Jenna Kutcher, has a podcast called Gold Digger Podcast, and she has multiple episodes about how to start a podcast, what to share, and more, and basically how to set it all up. I'd seriously encourage you to check out her show for more info. And if you don't know how to target your audience, meaning appeal to your audience and get them excited and wanting to follow, think about what they may be interested in. What could you offer them that would excite them and get them listening? Make beautiful graphics from apps to share and think about topics they'd love to hear about or be encouraged on the show. What is something that you are passionate about and you have a lot to offer on? Again, targeting your audience is another whole episode in itself, but I hope this gives you a little bit of a start. Targeting your audience is all about figuring out their pain points, where they're coming from, what they are hungry for, figure out their age, what do you think they might be struggling with or needing encouragement on. The next question is how to grow a following from scratch and reach more people. Okay, this is a great question. Honestly, I wish I had some more wisdom on this, but when I got started, I converted my personal account on Instagram to my ministry account. I had about 1,000-ish followers on my account before I changed its name and direction, but if you're just starting from scratch, I mean from zero, or opening an entirely new account, here are some tips I would give to you. Once you've started your account on Instagram and you posted some, make sure to post consistently. Now, I'm not saying that you have to post every day, seven days a week, but this does mean potentially looking at your schedule and seeing how many days you can commit to a week. Maybe this means three posts a week on Instagram and one blog post. Maybe this means four posts a week on Instagram. Maybe this means one YouTube video a week. Whatever it may be, do what works for your schedule. Sit down and figure that out. It's better to build up small than it is to promise yourself you'll post every day and then not deliver. That only discourages you. And remember that you're working from God's capacity for his mission, not yours. That also takes a lot of pressure off. Another thing that would be awesome to do is to use hashtags. Hashtags are awesome because they have the potential to reach hundreds of thousands of people. Now we can follow hashtags just like we can follow people. And if you use a hashtag that someone follows or checks often, they might find your profile and click that follow button. Focus on hashtags that make sense to your brand, business, or ministry. For instance, I wouldn't use the hashtag DIY home because I don't post anything about homes and that's not what I'm here for. I would, on the other hand, use one like hashtag Christian blogger. Spend some time in the hashtags tab of Instagram and just type in keywords and see what comes up. When you're starting out, however, try and use hashtags that have no more than 50,000 posts in it. At the beginning, you'll want to keep your hashtags there because if you choose a bigger hashtag, your content, your posts, your encouragement may be swallowed out and drowned out by other posts. Try out that range and see if you start showing up in that hashtag. Your analytics will also show you how helpful your hashtags are to your growth. Another idea is just merely share word of mouth. Tell your family that may have social media and encourage them to follow you. Use your personal Facebook page to share links to your blog, Instagram, whatever. Get your community's interest. Bring it up genuinely. Encourage your existing followers, literally no matter how many that may be, to repost your posts to their stories or share your account. I mean, again, if they genuinely love and connect with you, they will do it. And that will get your name and most importantly, God's name out further something else that really helped me grow and just create more genuine connections that really convert into followers and shares and all that good kind of stuff is just showing up on your Instagram stories. I know it's awkward at first, but if you can commit to showing up consistently a few times or even almost every day on your Instagram stories, sharing your life, encouragement, life updates, literally anything, that really creates a genuine connection. People want to see the real person behind the screen, their hearts, what they're passionate about. That's really going to create genuine friendship It's going to show your heart and your personality. That's going to make people want to share your posts, connect with you deeper, talk to you more. And then ultimately, when other people come to your page, they're going to see who you are through that. So I would encourage showing up however you can. Honestly, stories, utilize your Instagram stories. My last tip is making some friends via this online space. After following some and engaging in meaningful friendships, consider partnering up and sharing each other on your stories. This will put more eyes on your account if your friend shares your profile to her following. I'll stress this though. We should never, especially as followers of Christ, make friends online or even in person just to get other people's followers. It's deceitful, selfish, and dishonest. But one of the best gifts you'll ever receive out of the social media is genuine friends online. Sisters in Christ. So seek to find those people and create genuine friendships, not follower count that will bless you immeasurably in the long run, in so many different ways. Okay, the next question is, what apps do I use for blogging and ministry the most? So I have a blog post with a lot of apps listed, some of my favorite apps that I use, so I'll link that in the show notes for you. But here are some of my favorites off the top of my head, and we're just gonna rapid fire them. So first is Canva for graphics, thumbnails, and so much more. Second is Lightroom for my photo editing and presets. Third is InShot for video editing. Fourth is Dropbox for backing up, storing, and saving posts, graphics, and more. And fifth is Trello for organizing and planning out launches, posts, or content, or just life in general, let's be real. (laughs) Be sure to check out the blog post to see if there's any that I missed. Another question was, would you ever consider writing a book? I had to throw this one in. Well, short answer, yes. That's all I'm going to say for now. Stay tuned to see what God has coming. (laughs) Next question is, how did you make your website and did it cost anything? So for my website, www.immeasurablymoreblog.com, I hired someone to make it for me, actually. I started on WordPress and then I switched over to Squarespace about a year and a half ago. My host is Squarespace again, though, so if you're interested in some beautiful templates, I would highly recommend them. My template, meaning the layout of my website, did cost me and I paid my family friend who helped me to set it up, so it did cost me money. But honestly, there may be a point where what you want in a website has to be paid for. There's so many amazing free templates on WordPress, Squarespace, and Wix and all those other places, but there may come a time where the look you want and the features you want just have to be paid for. I started with the free account, like I said again on my site, and that was a great spot for me to start. It may be a wise financial decision and just a great decision in general to start with the free site and then see if you're willing to invest the money and it's in the budget. Someone else asked, how do I make my designs? So about six months ago, I started creating and posting graphics on my Instagram feed. These are the designs that this person is asking. So if you head over to my Instagram at Miss Terra Sun, you'll see that I post digital artwork graphics to my feed. They're anything from hand-lettered quotes to verses to drawings. I do them on my iPad with my first-gen Apple Pencil and the app Procreate. In this app, you can draw, write, sketch, you name it. This is by far my favorite app and it can do anything. It was one of my top three best investments into this ministry because not only does it have uses for other facets of work life, it also creates these graphics that I post and will hopefully use for other things down the line. Okay, just a few more questions. The... Third to last question is how to grow your following without seeming pushy or being focused on the numbers. Okay, so About a year ago, I went through a phase where behind the scenes off social media I really struggled with wanting to grow and grow my audience, get more followers. It was super tempting for me to be pushy and try to force things on my audience. And honestly, I might have not even realized it, but I got super caught up in the vanity metrics that growing my numbers would make me look better. But it got super exhausting and God finally told my heart to settle down. Haven't we all been there? I found that being faithful and what God has given you online and off is the key though. Look at your life right now. Look at your social media. What has God given you? Three followers? 300? 1,000? 10,000? 100,000? How can you steward those people well though? I genuinely believe it comes down to realizing how precious it is that he gave you what he's given you, responsibility in life. I'm not promising you that you're going to grow thousands of followers overnight if you do this, but I will promise you this. You'll be walking in God's will for you. You'll be displaying thankfulness in him and contentment in your call. What I would genuinely encourage anyone in this position to do though is serve, build up, and love on the followers you have now because that is who God has entrusted you with now. I know this isn't the answer or solution that anyone wants to hear, but it's true. When God's glory and contentment in Him is our prize, we'll find growth in our faith and relationship with Him. And then as we continue to be bolder and more rooted in Him, more growth is shown in our relationship with God, we'll most likely grow and reach more people too. As far as practical tips though, which is what she's asking, I would encourage you to encourage people to share your posts to their stories or even send it to a friend. This is a huge game changer that if someone liked the post, learned something from it or was encouraged by it, that they would share it to someone else who may need it too. It seems simple, but think about it. If one person reposts your content, imagine how many people that could reach. If one person messages a friend about it and says to them, Hey, I think you'd like this person's account. Imagine what a sweet and genuine connection and follow that would be. Lastly, I would encourage you to take some time to evaluate your feed or your content, no matter what platform. Are there ways you could improve? Are there topics that your audience seems to really like and you could share more wisdom on? Could you be pouring more into your captions, serving others better, or providing people with more inspiring content? Every once in a while, I like to evaluate what I've been sharing and see what resonates with people. If I have the capacity, energy, and bandwidth, sometimes I try to create more quality content. Taking what I have and leveling it up, filling it with more wisdom, maybe a freebie or something. Personally, I've noticed how Instagram has been filled with more inspirational, long-form content with compelling captions. It seems to resonate with people more as something that they crave. I mean, we as Christians know that everyone needs more Jesus in their lives, right? So I would challenge you to look at how you can add more value within your means. And honestly, that will most likely help you grow and not seem pushy when you're just seeking to serve other people deeper. I've seen a correlation between the more quality, genuine, encouraging, and personal my content is, the more people want to interact. And the more people they want to interact, they engage and share. And then what happens? Those things lead to growth. The next question is how to not stress over a cohesive feed. Girl, okay, so when we're talking about a cohesive feed, we mean an Instagram feed that blends well together. We're talking about when things look visually appealing together and there isn't something random that just like takes away from the vibe. Posts and colors for the most part are connected and work well off of each other. That's basically a cohesive feed. So here are a few ways that I found that help me not stress too much over having a perfectly cohesive feed, but also a way for me to enjoy designing and creating. So what I found to be helpful in this area is to choose about three to four main colors that I love. Now, don't get scared. You can definitely branch out into more colors, but these are just ones that maybe match your logo or brand or just colors that really make you happy and you use the most. They may be colors you wear a lot as in your clothes for pictures or colors you use a lot when you're designing or creating art, whatever that may be, choose three or four as your main colors. Let those colors mainly dominate your feed. When you're creating a graphic, choose one of those main colors and alternate between the three as your backdrop and your color scheme. Then feel free to add other random colors in. This has helped me not stress over the way my feed looks because I know that all three colors will be included at some point and they will all inevitably tie in together. Additionally, a really awesome way to not stress over a cohesive feed is to get presets. So presets are essentially filters that you can slap over your photos that you take with your camera or your phone. They give your photos the same kind of color feel and hue. That way when you post them together or side by side in your feed or your blog or wherever, they'll have the same general feel. There are literally so many to choose from on Etsy and other sites. I actually do sell my own on my blog, so you can check out those in the show notes. I sell a two pack and they're meant for people who want light and bright photos. One is cooler tone, so more blue, the one that I actually use on my personal photos, and one is a warmer tone. But like I said, there are so many and when you find the right one for you, you can just slap on a preset, make tiny little adjustments, and go with zero stress. But at the end of the day, we have to control how we react to social media. I mean, we have to control how we react to anything, right? So friends, I'd greatly encourage you to pray and ask God to help soften your heart and rid your life of any stress from trying to make a perfect feed. At the end of the day, we should be doing everything for the Lord. And what matters most is that, not the way our feed looks. It's going to drive us crazy, deplete our energy, and take the focus away from Him. Allow yourself to have fun with posting and creating and not limit yourself to a perfect feed or grid because there is literally no such thing, I promise you. Last question is, how do we get people to share our posts to their stories? Super question. I feel like this is a fun one to end on for part one. Personally, I think a big factor is cultivating a genuine and deep connection with your audience. That's really where it starts. When they know that they can trust you and they can truly see your heart, they'll want to share and repost. If they appreciate your content and truly see it coming from your heart and the Lord, they'll want to share it around. Also, what may help is being more vocal on Instagram stories and showing your face. It's again, like I said, amazing. What a difference it can make to show up and talk, even if it's random stuff. It creates a deeper connection. And then when people read your posts, they'll see your heart. They'll know you a little bit deeper and they'll want to share it. Additionally, you can remind them that reposting and sharing is actually a way to spread God's truth. That may sound really silly, but it actually is. If we're sharing content and messages that are gospel-centered and sharing the word, if someone shares it to their stories or saves it, they're sharing it to their people. And then what? More people get to hear about the word. So a simple and easy way for people to do that online is by resharing. It's not the only way to share the gospel in God. Don't hear me wrong on that. It's just one way we can do it on social media. The online space can be a dark place, but if we're using it for Christ, it can be renewed. That's just my two cents on it, but start showing up a bit more for your people, asking them questions, creating that connection, and then encouraging them to help spread your content. Ask with excitement in your captions and make sure that your content is representing God's heart well, no matter what it is. If it's doing that, then trust that God will bring the right people to share. I know I love to share a good word and I know others will too. Continue to be faithful, friend. Whew, man, that was a lot of stuff there. I hope that you stuck with me and that you found encouragement in it. Again, whether or not you're seeking to run your own online ministry or social media, or if you're just curious and you wanted to hang out today, I mean, I am such a big believer in the fact that social media needs to be rooted and grounded in the Lord first. I pray that all of this advice was encouraging to you, sweet friend, and that wherever you're at in this stage and just being on social media, that you will find some truths to walk away with. With here and to keep our motivations and our hearts in check. I'm really excited to share part two with you soon. Make sure to screenshot this episode if you enjoyed it or you feel like your people would love to hear this information and encouragement on social media and how really to do it for the Lord. Part one, make sure to tag me at Miss Tara Sun and Truth Talks with Tara so I can thank you personally and just get excited about partnering together with you, such a huge part of this ministry here. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of True Talks with Tara. I love you. Wrapping you up in a huge bear hug today, friend. Cannot wait to talk to you next time.